Welcome to the E6 Podcast. The E6 Podcast is a place for candid conversations from Colonial Church, where we will dive deeper into what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as Christ followers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the E6 Podcast. This is episode number 24. 24. That's right. It's one more than 23, because that one was more. last week. And uh, uh, yeah, so Tanner's back with me. My name is Brooke. We got Tanner, and we have Lauren. That's right. Um, yeah. Welcome back, Tanner. Happy hey. birthday, Tanner. Hey, thanks. We yeah. missed that a couple of days ago, but yep. Uh, yep, happy yep, birthday. Yep. You, you know, people much. joke, old people joke about their 29th birthday happening over and over again. This is the yeah. first time you get to... I say, get to begin this now. Say it. I'm 29. <laughs> I'm 29. Yeah. Because next year you're ancient. Ancient. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Like you know what happens? My brother is to happy birthday. Happy birthday to my brother. Today is his birthday, and he's one year older than oh, me. That's so right. He, so is he is already 30. Yeah. Brandon, you know what happens at 30? I learned this in my, uh, I forgot which class I took in college, where I learned this, but it at was the that age long ago. of 30, the human body starts to deteriorate. Mm. Yeah, he literally begins the dying process. So, like, so. it's all downhill, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I love you, man. Uh, Tanner, you're still, it, you're still, your muscles are still getting stronger. Yeah, I got to make bones the most. Are I got to make the most of this year. For one more year. I got to make the most of this year. <laughs> Some people it does start earlier, so in, in, oh, oh, it might have yeah. happened for you already. No, no way, no way. I'm, I'm just getting stronger every day. That's right. You know? <laughs> I'm glad you had some vacation time, Tanner. Yeah, it was always good. We, good to take a break. Yeah, we had a little staycation. Uh, cool. Which is great. I, I imagine it's like most people's staycation. You have uh, house projects that just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's you're not on like vacation. You, it's not like you don't do anything. No, no, no. Yeah. It's so, not like you sit around and you go swim and you go no, to no. like you mm-hmm. do stuff. Yeah. So we cleaned and we deep cleaned <laughs> and we cleaned some more and we did a lot of laundry <laughs> and um, we took a nap and then we mm. cleaned our backyard and we mowed the yard and we cleaned the backyard again and we planted some plants and then we. Did some more laundry and then. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so I you, like that you, nap you, part. Yeah, you have said you said we a lot. Yeah, me and, and me and Shelby. So so yesterday yesterday I'm sitting on the <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> and my wife looks at me and she was like, so uh, let me see if I can say it correctly. Uh, she said, "Good luck." So, so do you want to do you want to rearrange rearrange the furniture? And and I I, I took that as. And I even said this to her. I was like, "So, are you saying you would like me to rearrange your furniture, or do you actually want to know if right, I want to right, rearrange right, right. the furniture?" Oh no, no, it's the former. And she was like, she just smiled, and I was like, "I would love to rearrange <laughs> yes, the furniture." Yes. <laughs> and so we rearranged the furniture. Nice. So I'm right. curious, as you said, <laughs> we mowed the lawn and we did the laundry and we cleaned the baseboards and the blinds and whatever. How much of that is the correct careful. answer? Careful, is, careful. <laughs> The correct answer is I had a great time doing things that my wife <laughs> loved to do, and it was amazing. We had so much fun. We wanted to get them done, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. We sure did. I'm we so happy did. for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. We had that, and then um, uh, we had a little um, leadership retreat this past weekend. That's good. So we got to go out on the lake and um, had a... Really you cool. took your coaches, your worship school coaches out, yeah. right? That's way cool. I yeah. love that. And that's, to me, if I can digress, leadership development. I don't care what organization you're working for. It's, there's got to have the fun element yeah. in there, you know, yeah. to spend time playing together and, and 
as well as all the hard work you do together. So I love yeah. that you, in all seriousness, I love that you take that seriously. Let's <laughs> yeah, get out in the lake. You know, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. We had had a good time together, and uh, and you know, playing and and having fun together brings out a different side of creativity and thought process and all that stuff. So that was fun. Uh, got to do that, but oh my gosh, came back like I'm I'm redder than a cooked lobster, man. I'm telling you, it's like. <laughs> Uh, you got I, fried. Huh? We lathered up. In I wish we could share a picture, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but in the sun, just has a way of just exhausting you. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming back, we got back late Saturday night, and then uh, got everything cleaned up, put away, and all that stuff, and then came in and led worship Sunday and. Just halfway through the set, every time I'm like, I don't know if I have the energy to make it through the rest of this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but it was good, yeah. It's good to be back, though. A little staycation, always good stuff. There were several naps taken. That's you know, a good thing. Um, and just some unhurried time with uh, with my kids. Cool. Sit on the tailgate, playing with a remote control car. Nice. And, you know, that kind of thing. So. Well, I think, it's, I think it's safe to say that summer has arrived. I don't know... Oh. Isn't it like the 21st of June or something? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but like, there's that, there's that, like, officially it's summer now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure last week it was officially it's summer now in, yeah. in Wichita Falls. Like, the humidity was gone. The rain was all gone. The, the scorching sun had arrived. And, dude, yeah. Like, walking outside was like, cool. Now I'm sweating. Not because it's humid, but no. because it is just it is hot. Super hot. Yeah. It's blistering hot. Yeah, and it happened. It happened like the day before. Yeah, it was, was like, beautiful oh. weather, spring weather, <laughs> no big deal. And then the next day, it's like, oh, real feel is like one ten. Here we are. Here, <laughs> here it is. Summer is upon us. That's mm-hmm. right. So speaking of summer, uh, Lauren, we have a uh, a special special day coming up on oh, yeah, July fourth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to pretend like uh, uh, like uh, I know all what of did the. You see? Yeah. F's that are involved Lots here. Of Fourth, so, can you tell us about tell us about the 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 F party? Yes. <laughs> well, just to, just for fun, you didn't ask this, but uh, I wish I could share one of my favorite little videos that I have of my daughter Emily. She's she's now almost sixteen. She well, she's fifteen and a half. She was, uh, I think she was two. And her birthday was the next day. I said, I was holding her and I'm doing a little selfie video. And I'm like, hey, Emily, what? how old are you today? Two. How old are you going to be tomorrow? And she's like, five. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> cutest little video. Um, so having said that, we're going to have a lot of Fs here. July 4th Fabulous Fun Fest Feast is... 20 days from now. I'm really glad you introduced that yesterday yeah. and didn't right. rely on any of the rest of us. I could have really gone that. in a different direction, <laughs> but it's the July 4th Fabulous Fun Fest Feast. July 4th Fabulous Fun Fest Feast. There you go. There Say it, it as fast as you can. Say it, Terry. No, I will not do that. Real quick. <laughs> I will not get happens. myself really in quick. trouble like that. No, I will not. <laughs> you know, we could have called it our July 4th you know, celebration dinner party. There's no but good way. Like there's no, there's no there's no cool way of doing it. No, they, these went, all come out to be silly. these all come out really cheesy yeah. and all that stuff. So all let's just make it, it is cheesy, is yeah. a bunch of food and music going. Yeah, and especially after this awful year of quarantining and being disconnected, it's just an excuse. Uh, we're not even blatantly celebrating, you know, 
what happened in 1776, although if anybody wants to, that's <laughs> fine. We're just coming together on a holiday weekend to say, ah, oh, this is what we're made for. We are made for relationships. We're made for community. Uh, and we haven't had enough fun as a church in a while, so let's do it. So that that's... Yeah. If anybody thinks there's more to it than that, they're overthinking it. Okay, so logistically, what does that mean for that Sunday? Because that's a Sunday morning, so yes. what does that mean? So what that means is there's no registration required. Uh, 9.15, normal early service time, we're going to have a normal uh, church service in the auditorium. 9.15, normal kids' ministry in Building 242. And then instead of having an 11 a.m. service we're going to follow up our early service with a huge meal. So we'll have the cafe ready. We Hopefully, weather permitting, we'll have some stuff, some options outside to be in some shaded areas. We'll have lawn games, et cetera. Uh, all of our kids will be welcome with us. We won't have anything separate for the kids. It's a big family type thing. So the hopefully, it's very few people that just don't get the word, and they show up at 11 for church, and they just get to eat with us and celebrate with us and be with us. But hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, two and a half weeks, we get the word out better and better so that everybody comes early on purpose for the early service. We have one big service together, and then we chow down after. That's so, the logistics. So a 9-15 service, and then... Meal to follow. The FFFF party. <laughs> you got to say it. I'm not going to. You can't even read it. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't even write it down. July Fourth Fabulous you do it. Fun Fest. Feast. Yeah, that. So we're gonna have that. Yes. At eleven. And, and, so yes, at and 11-ish. it might start. Might start a little before eleven. Okay. Realistically, um, but if for everybody who shows up at eleven, there'll still be plenty of food. I'm sure it'll be before eleven because it, once people get out of the nine fifteen service, yeah, we yeah we pick might up their kids. We'll probably wrap up by ten thirty ish. But to be clear, to be clear, we're we're asking really everybody um, you to know, come to the nine come to nine fifteen right. We've, we should have plenty of space for that. We should. Um, Even with our current numbers. Stick around and hang out and have we, fun We should have us. enough space for everybody. <clears throat> We're also you know, clueless as to who's going to be in town for sure. July 4th and who's going to be out of town. Plenty of room. Right. I think, I said it yesterday morning on stage, great excuse to bring some neighbors, some friends uh, who would not otherwise come to church. You know, yeah. or that maybe just come to church sporadically, or here's a crazy idea: mm-hmm. friends who used to go to church regularly, but have just fallen, like a lot of us, into the just rhythm of PJs on the couch. Like this is a great excuse to just come back together, come come be family together. So, I'd like to get the word out in that regard as well. Yeah. So nine fifteen, everybody come to the nine fifteen service. After that service, round 11, 11 o'clock, we're gonna have some food, chow down, and then lawn darts. Yep, right. Lawn darts. Oh, I hope so. Yes. Real, real. That's it. Nothing else. Real sharp. Man. Lawn darts for the kids. Just for the kids. Just, oh my gosh. The the parents can play like beanbags and whatever, but the kids got lawn darts. The toy that was outlawed. They were going to put put wagers on which kid lasts the longest. Not mine. Wait. Wait, mine that's won't. Not appropriate. That's not. It's not. It's not a good way to do. This is an adult podcast. Mine are too clumsy. (laughs) The kids are not going to listen, right? Yeah. I think we get a, I said we get a dunking booth. I say you get fried even more than you already are, Tanner, and then you're up there in your in your trunks in a dunking booth, <laughs> yeah, just for fun. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, I would. I would throw baseballs at that. I know you would. Yeah, absolutely. That would be fun. Yeah, I'm down. I'll do it. <laughs> no big deal. I really am looking forward to that day. Should be fun. Just play a guitar while I'm sitting up there. Come on. That's right. You can't Not with my me. guitar. Not with yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that thing in the dunk tank. <laughs> All right. So this weekend um, was different because. Uh, we had we had Jordan that 
was speaking this this past weekend. It was it was speaking and brought the message in. And normally that means that you're not here, Lauren. That you're gone. You're <laughs> I've on gotten vacation. that from a bunch of people. Like Jordan what? Jordan preached today. Why are you here? I mean, usually <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> we don't from a, for most any know. for most anybody. It's like when 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 you do your regular thing. And you're not there. You're not there because you're gone. You're doing something else. I am flashing so, back to when, like, like Kelly led us in worship with with your team, and yeah. you're like, right. in the crowd, sitting with your wife. Yeah, and I'm sure you got some of this. Oh yeah, everybody's work. like, why aren't you? Where? What's well? The, oh okay, I know where you're coming from, but I did I did get a lot of people like, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? But I get it. I, I mean, I have taught quite a bit. In fact, I've taught more than I even thought I would this past year, and therefore, when I haven't taught, it's been a rare opportunity to be on vacation, to get away with my family, to go see my parents, whatever it is. It was it was a gift. It was unique to be here and uh, and just be with people. Uh, I got to, our deacons met early that morning, which they do once a month. It was really good to be there with them. Uh, it was fun just to talk to people in the cafe, in the lobby, and in the auditorium, and, and visit with folks in a way that I'm not normally able to be as present I don't know that people think about this, and I don't blame anybody for not thinking about this, but as a teacher, um, even when I'm at my most prepared, uh, it's sometimes difficult to be present with our people right before Mm -hmm. I get up on stage and teach. And I've learned to be okay with that and not beat myself up about not being a better friend to people, but especially if... There's just hard things going on with yeah. folks, or 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 shocker in the church, you know, complaining or frustrations about things, right before I stand up and teach. It's it's difficult. So is that like your mind is is focused on what you're about to teach yes. and what's going on rather than yes any of the other number of things that it could be on totally in that moment, even to the point where, uh, boy, my little Apple Watch can drive me crazy. You know, <laughs> like I'm. Literally in the middle of worshiping and praying and have my full attention on the king of the universe. And then I get a text from especially one of my non Christian friends who's, you know, at a casino somewhere on a Sunday morning <laughs> going, This just happened to me. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, what just happened? I'm, I'm in the middle of prayer and getting ready to teach. And so I even at times turn my Apple Watch off and um, just have to, I have to be less present. So it's a long way of saying yesterday was fun for me to let Jordan own the teaching portion and just be with my church family. And, uh, it was good. Yeah. It's good. How is it? How it, so for me, when I'm, when I'm not doing something, which is rare and I'm just able to sit and watch or engage or whatever, I still struggle to get my brain out of that mode sure. of I'm thinking about well this thing needs to be fixed or man I should change that no or 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 I need to have this conversation or this That's is something normal. that hasn't happened is that is that a normal thing yes <laughs> am I the weird one no I, or, or or do you feel you feel the no, same way it's normal I remember in uh, a preaching class in graduate school that one of my professors said um, I'm going to ruin you because <laughs> because you're never if if you learn and apply what I'm going to teach you, you're not even going to fully enjoy other speakers because you will constantly be critically thinking about what Professor So and so thinks they should have done differently or what you have come to believe is a different way of doing it or a better way of doing it. And he's right. I mean, I bet as a musician, 
I mean, at some level, you can enjoy other really gifted musicians, but I have to believe that I'm not realizing they're a little bit pitchy or I'm not realizing that that writing, you know, by that Justin Bieber song is just awful. (laughs) But you're like, oh my goodness, somebody teach this guy how to write a song or oh my (laughs) goodness, that's off key. Or that's just when you get to be trained at any particular thing, um, good or bad, you just get a lot of training and, and mm. your feet under you in a different area. It's just hard. So even as a teacher, it's hard to, it's hard sometimes to hear other people teaching and just listen, just, just soak it up and enjoy maybe learning something new yeah. or rethinking. Instead, you're often thought with, Oh, you're often, often my brain is often filled. And it's, this is not about Jordan. For example, yesterday, this is anybody who teaches ever. I'm sitting there thinking, Ooh, that was really good. Or ooh, I would have said that differently. Right. Or ooh, yeah. the slides are. So I think we <laughs> or whatever. Tanner, you, you know? and I probably would have done the same thing. Totally. Lead worship or anything. Else, you know, being at a different church or whatever. Yeah, it's different. It's different because, like, you know, I could go to a concert, and you know, an outdoor concert or you know, um, any sort of concert setting, whatever, and and just really have a good time and enjoy myself. But the moment I walk into a church building and their worship team's playing and all that stuff, I'm like. I may have said that differently. I may have done that differently. Or mm. what, I think that person's really gifted. They're really skilled. Or mm, they should let that person do that more often. Or why is that person playing the guitar? They shouldn't be playing the guitar right now. <laughs> you know, you just your brain goes into yeah. those modes. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're uh, this is this was what week seven of the Sermon on the Mount. Am I am I right? Yes, uh, I believe so. Okay, we're, so losing my, track of the numbers. So my question. No, then, it's week six. Okay, because spoiler alert. We have three weeks left. Okay. Because I know that in my head. So my question to you then is, if it's, if it's taken us a month, month and a half to get to the end of chapter five... And there's three chapters. And there's three <laughs> chapters. We also have six and seven yes. to go. Yes. Are we going to get through the rest of this in the next three weeks, or are we going to have to come back to this and finish it up? Well, one, let me remind you that we took the last little part of chapter seven. Mm-hmm and in a weird way started with that. Mm-hmm. So we're not going all the way through the end of chapter 7. Okay. Uh, that's probably a, a distant memory at this point. <laughs> we st- right, we started, um, we started with the end. And uh, we are definitely skipping a couple of short sections. Okay. We've already skipped, uh, it's either one or two short sections. We just knew, in the planning of it, we knew we weren't going to go through every line mm-hmm. uh, or give emphasis, emphasis to every section. Um, but I feel really good about about with 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 the given that we've like we skipped a section on adultery that arguably is so applicable to our culture these days mm. and just our our sexual uh, focus as a culture on things and how do we live differently that that may be one of the biggest hardest decisions is we skipped that part yeah but um, to answer your question we are going to get through all of it we're just going to have missed uh, a couple of sections for sure. Mm. Cool. Yeah. We did just finish arguably the hardest parts. Uh, There's still some challenging words ahead of us, but there were six times Jesus said, you've heard it said, you've read the law, you've you've read the Old Testament, you've heard it said, but I say, and he's completely reframed or unpacked what, what is really true and what it means for us. Jordan just took the last of those six. And so... Um, we're stepping into chapter six this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's. Gonna be, I, I know a couple things that 
I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but he's I think it's going to be on really he's engaging. Really, he's I'm really enjoying the I'm rest of us not to knowing. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as you just brought up the the uh, the multiple times that Jesus said, you've heard it said, you've heard it said, you've heard it said, um, but I say... So Jordan did talk about this, and and so I was I was curious if we could dive into this a little bit. So we're just gonna we're gonna dive straight in, right? Um, Twenty minutes into the podcast, we're gonna dive straight in. Uh, you he he said you've heard it said to um, love your neighbor, but you hate your enemy, right? That and then Jordan said it's not in the Old Testament. Like that's not something that we normally that that's in there. It's not one of their laws. Can we unpack that a little bit? Can you help us help me understand that yeah. that section? I confess, uh, this is something I did not catch for a long time. Even as a pastor, uh, it, it speaks to our need to be students of Scripture. Because when Jesus says in in Matthew five forty three, "You have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy," but I say love your enemies. Well, I take it. At, one, I trust Jesus, and I take it at face value. <laughs> I was and not so there. I'm like, oh, that must have been in the law. Oh, that must have been in the Old Testament. And then come to find out, to your point, and Jordan said this, I don't know if people caught it, but he said this yesterday, that's nowhere in Scripture. It doesn't say, hate your enemy. It says, love your neighbor, in more than one place in the Old Testament, in the ancient Hebrew law. It doesn't say, hate your enemy. So what did Jesus mean when he said... You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And what I learned is that for centuries, that's a long time, for centuries, this was confusing, Hmm. that there were really bright scholars, students of Scripture, theologians, who were confused. Why did Jesus say that? It's nowhere in the Old Testament. What was he saying? There's no record of hate your enemy. But then, this is so cool, in 1946... A little shepherd boy, this is a true story, stumbled into a cave and discovered what we now call the Dead Sea Scrolls. And it's in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, these were written by a group, and we've talked about groups of people in first century Israel before. I don't know how much of that stuck when I taught through, especially when we were looking back at the different groups of people that were represented in Mm -hmm. Jesus's first followers. I'm fascinated by that. He didn't pick this tribe over here and made a bunch of leaders. He had a zealot and he had, you know, a hardcore purist Pharisee like Jew. And he had someone who's working for the Roman empire and a a tax Tax collector. collector. And, and there's an argument that the Essenes weren't represented necessarily in this group but the Essenes were this almost, I kind of think of them as like monks. They were this separatist group of devout Jewish, uh, very conservative uh, people, small group, and they call themselves the Sons of Light. Uh, there was this pledge, I found this uh, in my reading, there's this pledge that the Essenes recited every morning. I'm going to read it out loud. This, this small group, the Essenes said every day, Love all the sons of light, each according to his lot in God's design. And hate all the sons of darkness, each according to his guilt in God's vengeance. Hmm. So every day they recited this. And here we are in this difficult teaching from Jesus, and he's taking aim. And everybody knew this. Everybody in Jesus' day knew this is something the Essenes believed and taught. And he was taking aim at the Essenes who were rationalizing 
being mean to people based on their behavior, rationalizing, hating people who were their enemies. Uh, and Jesus comes around and says, you've heard that, but I say, love your enemies. Now, we're not supposed to know that. Like, that's, that's what's so fascinating to me is 2021, Wichita Falls, Texas, American. I went to seminary. Mm. You know, I paid money to learn theology and read books and have really bright people. And there's still things to learn about Scripture. There's still things to learn about historical context. But what really matters here is, is Jesus' audience knew exactly what he was talking about. This was a common, prevalent mindset, is you've heard the law, you've heard not just the Old Testament, the, the Torah or the Torah, you've also heard the rabbinical law, all these things that keep getting added to the Hebrew faith by these rabbis. And here we have this group, the Essenes, they say this enough, you've heard that too, but I say it's different. Hmm. I call you to something different. Love your enemies. Interesting to me. Yeah, I think I, I think about a couple of books that I've read over the past couple of years that are that basically talk about the things that go without saying. You know, in our culture, we have things, you know, phrases and things that go without saying. It's like, yeah, you say that. I know what you mean, but somebody that doesn't live in our culture mm. may not to- may not understand what you mean by that, and doesn't make sense. You know, idioms that we have and uh, and phrases, but that 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 you know, the writers of the New Testament did that all the time. Like yeah. they weren't talking to you know, twenty first century, you know, Americans. They were talking to first century. Jews and, right. and Gentiles and Romans and well, case and in point, like, if if you heard like if if I had a thirty minute uh, teaching video or audio recording or whatever, and then somebody you know two thousand years from now right. watches it or listens to it, there's going to be so <laughs> many words they're like, "What is that? Huh? What do you mean by that? Why would he say that?" Right. Like, and it's just language changes. Mm-hmm. There's there's certain cultural norms that are addressed that you just you just make this assumption they know what you mean. Because they're not thinking of who's going to listen 2,000 years later, you know? (laughs) Mm. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. I love that Jordan even prodded us, or what's the word, uh, maybe maybe piqued some interest, because he said, that's nowhere in the Bible. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I hope that that even causes people to go, yeah, what What does that mean? I want to dig a little deeper in that, so... Okay. Well, there's other things that that fall into that same kind of category. The they go without saying. The uh, the, the context yeah. there, as 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 he as he talked about as well. The turn the other cheek yes. and give them your cloak as well, and and walking a second mile. Um, can you unpack those a little bit? Help sure. us. So, how do we wrap our minds around these things? That that okay, yeah. So turn the other cheek. Absolutely. That sounds pacifist and. Uh, you know, I'm not supposed to hit back. And I love you know, this, this walking actual, another mile with somebody. This Yay. gets me excited too. I love that Jordan brought that to our attention yesterday too. And and I want to dig a little deeper with that in, in case you didn't grasp it or it didn't make sense. I think that exactly what you're saying, Brooke, happens a lot. We read that verse. He says, "I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also." And and this common phrase, "turn the other cheek," I think. Most of us, most of the time, associate that with pacifism. Uh, and, and really what I think we really mean is passive acceptance, you know, passive reception of violence and doing nothing back. And, oh, my goodness, it's so much 
richer than that if you don't know the historical context. Because here's what I've come to understand. And um, if you need to put a person in front of you and kind of act this out, it might make more sense because we can't do that visually on the podcast. Come here, Tanner. Let me let me slap you on the cheek. What cheek, um, what cheek am I slapping? I'm, I'm slapping the right oh, cheek. Oh, by the way, in the second service yesterday, <laughs> I don't know how many people caught this, but, but Jordan joked in the first service in his teaching about wanting to have a visual aid, you know, somebody help him with that. And of course, nobody moves. And then second service, he does it again. And there's this teenager sitting behind me, and I don't know his name. I, I'm guessing he's right at 14. He literally stood up and like took one step toward the stage. And Jordan's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't I really like, need Oh, you. it's about to happen. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so explain it. If someone slaps you on the right cheek. My right. This is really important. So this is very important to understand. I don't think Jordan mentioned this, but this is a, a truth of first century Middle East. Uh, you did everything with your right hand. Right. Everything with your right hand. Why? Because your left hand, uh-huh. if I can be so blunt, Do it. was to be used in your toilet activity. In your um, toilet activity. Your toilet activity. Like you flush with it. Like and... you do everything with it. <laughs> Clean yourself, everything. <laughs> so you shake hands if you're going to do that. You high five, and I don't think they shook hands or high five, but you, you use your right hand to eat with, you use your right hand for everything. All the way to you strike someone with your right hand. If you struck someone with your left hand, it was seen as incredibly, no, 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 bad, bad, bad. You strike someone with your right hand. So the idea is if someone slaps you on the right cheek, so if I'm facing you mm-hmm. and I have to use my right hand, which is what everybody would do, right. and what everybody, all his listeners knew he was saying, if you slap someone on their right cheek, how, how would I have to slap you? You'd have to backhand me. I'd have to backhand you. I can't. Because if you were just swinging, punch you on your right cheek. cheek. I can't slap you with my palm on your right cheek. I would backhand you. Okay, uh, which is a incredibly insulting way of of hitting. It's it's a demeaning way of hitting. Uh, In that day, where slavery was common, that was how a master would strike his slave. He would demean him with a backhanded slap. Which I know sounds awful. I'm just trying to help us understand culture. Uh, and when Jesus says, offer the other cheek also, he's not saying, okay, be really passive, don't do anything. My way is, is meek and mild and peace, and just let him, let him hit you on the other cheek too. He's saying, this is not right. This is demeaning. You turn your other cheek and say, hit me like I mean something. Look, hit, at, look at my humanity Look and at see my me humanity. Look at, I'm a, I'm a person... Hit me like you would hit someone you respect. Hit mm. me like you would hit someone who's an equal. And so we completely miss this. Mm. He's not saying just let everybody have their way, just be passive. He's saying, no, this is what it means to go above and beyond, to bring dignity to a moment of no dignity, to bring justice to a, a, a moment of injustice. And even what, what I love, one of the scholars I read about this even challenged by doing that, by saying, no, 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 hit me on my left cheek like I'm an equal, you're actually giving the, the person who's wronging you a chance to do the right thing. Mm. You're actually giving them a chance to go, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry. Now, they may not do that, but you're actually stepping up doing the hard Christ-like thing 
uh, I, I'm just wowed by that. Yeah. It changes its meaning. And then to go to verse 41, if a soldier demands you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. I love that Jordan even brought that, that idiom, that, that phrase we often use, hey, go the extra mile. Well, that's yeah. exactly where this comes from. Well, as Jordan laid out for us, you know, a soldier had these, these demands he could make of anybody at any point, carry my stuff, and, but they were only allowed to carry it for one mile. Um, and it's not exactly a mile. They had a different measurement, but it's close to a mile. It's just mm. short of a mile if you want to get real technical. But after that distance, to do any more, to demand any more than that was disgraceful. It was wrong. You were, you were, you were doing something right to demand it for a mile, but you were doing something wrong to demand they just keep going. And so Jesus is saying, do it even more. Like, Show them that you're actually wrong. You're wronging me. Give them a chance to do the right thing. And I just love that. It, Jesus is calling us to a whole nother level of generosity, of goodness, of taking the high road, of kindness, of blessing. Uh, he's not just calling us to be meek, mild, um, passive takers, receivers. Um, it's it's so challenging to me. It's it. If I can digress, it, I look at the life of Jesus and people who think he was meek and mild and passive just don't see the strength mm. that was displayed in his most courageous moments where, for example, he could have called down, the Scripture says, you know, a, just a whole army of angels to wipe everybody out. And he's like, nope, I'm taking this. I'm doing the right thing because I'm changing the world. And that's strength. That's not passive. Um, Peter, put away your sword. Right. Was not a moment of we're just going to take everything on the chin. It was like we're doing the hard right thing right now. Well, it's. I mean, but it sounds like it sounds like that is yes, yes. It's it's uh, it's more than than the passive, uh, meek and mild, as you said. That that we that we have, I guess learned or or continued to teach that that's what that is you know that that's the life of Jesus as he was he was that but it's and you said as to be more generous uh more generous people yes obviously there's that as well but it also sounds like he's saying then to stand up for stand up for yourself and to, if, if if it's if it's now I need you to see the humanity in my eyes yes. before you do this again and I'm giving you the opportunity to Treat me as a as a fellow human, as an equal or whatever. Yep. Same thing with the with the soldiers that that you're now saying, hey, this is what I'm willing to do, but you're also going to have to see the see the humanity that to yes. to give me dignity in this. So it sounds like it's more of a like standing up for yourself kind of a thing rather than that's a good observation, Brooke. I think I think people miss that. I, I actually skipped the verse in between these two. Verse 40, if your suit in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. Mm -hmm. What I have learned... That one sounds generous, like, oh, they want your clothes, then here, here's yeah, my coat oh, too. You, want it, you need to borrow $5, here's a 20. But, That's what it sounds like. That's not what it is. Right. What I have learned is that most people had a couple layers on. Um, think of it as kind of a, a undergarment covered by uh, like a like a cloak or which a, which in in the current heat sounds it sounds awful in middle crazy. eastern heat sounds absolutely awful <laughs> but but can we can we go ahead given given the fact that middle east gets really hot can, yes. can we agree they're not wearing five layers you know i mean a couple layers was mm -hmm. common and so this is saying you get sued in court and they take one of your two layers don't just be generous and give them the second layer 
give them the second layer and be naked hmm. and force them to recognize what you're doing, what they're doing to you. You've just stripped me down. You've just taken, yeah, look what you're, I'm a human being. I'm, I'm your made in the image of God, just like you. And look what you're doing. So it's not just about generosity. It's not just about kindness to your point. It's about standing up for what's right and what's, what's good, but it's not in a way of pulling out your Uzi, you know, <laughs> or yeah. pulling out a knife. It's, it's incredibly creative on Jesus' part to say, okay, take, give them the second layer too. See how that sits with them. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's like a mic drop. Moment. It's not a, yeah, it's not a, it's not really, it's not a fight back. It's not a, it, it's, it's, I'm going to push, I'm going to, I'm going to push you to see the wrong yeah. in this because like, you know, we can rationalize it's it's crazy how visual that is like you can rationalize but they still they're still dressed that's fine i'm I, this is rightfully mine they're still dressed no harm no foul i got what was right but now it's like no 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 you need to see the weight of this decision mm. like you need to see the weight of this action and we're putting it back in front of you a little bit that's ins- that's insane that's and i love that's transformational yes i love that it's not, it's not a call to be nicer people. You know, I think that's one of our mistakes in 21st century Western church world is that Christianity, um, at least subconsciously, just seems like this call to be better, this call to be nicer, this mm-hmm. call to be a little more generous, a little kinder. No, it's, <laughs> it's how radical, we use, the, we use the word radical with our radical minimums, and, and I know that's like a, I don't know, is that a, like an 80s or 90s surf word? I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's a call to be so different. And I read this, and, and with what I'm learning, it's just so challenging. Not just to be generous and give the shirt off my back, but to stand up for what's right in creative ways uh, that are not demeaning to other people, that are not violent, that are not shameful. They're just, hey, I, I want to help you see that we're all created in God's image, that we all matter. Um, I love it. I love it. Jesus mm. is inspiring in so many levels. <laughs> I see Brooks. Brooks got smoke coming out of his ears. Right <laughs> smoke. Now. Little little play by play for the podcast <laughs> listeners. No, I, I love that. I, I think it's I think it's such a um a an eye opening um an eye-opening understanding that when we, you know, we we talked about it, let's just what we just said a few minutes ago. That's when when there is something in the context that we don't understand, we take it and we apply it to our lives in ways that it was not intended to be applied to our lives because we're taking it at face value. And at face value, for somebody to say, yeah, well, if they hit you on the cheek, then let them hit you on the other cheek. That sounds like great. Well, if you're getting beat up, then bummer, dude. Sorry. I hope you get. Uh, you know, hope it doesn't kill you. You whatever what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, you just you know, as as Christians, we learn that you're supposed to be um, generous people, as you said, and we're supposed to be uh, the the timid. Um, if some you basically just let people walk all over you, yeah, like that's what it's that's what we've learned from from that without knowing the context, and so it just it's just crazy. It makes me think about like how many things you know have we have we learned. Throughout, you know, if 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 you if you've been a Christ follower, or a Jesus follower, you've gone to church for forever, you know, for your whole life. How many things have we learned just from our culture misunderstanding 
that yeah. we don't understand the context, and therefore we're applying this in ways that doesn't make sense to the guy right. that wrote it. Just to that turn the other cheek aspect, you know, it's just uh, even taught the understanding of, oh, you want to hit me? Well, go ahead and hit this side too, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll let you beat me, you know? Yeah. It's not, but that's not what it is. It's, I want, you You need to see the, you need to see the pain you're causing. You need to be faced with the the reality that is, um, and not this like painted picture um, or like distorted view of what this actually is doing. Um, it's not okay to do this. And I'm going to be the one who will, I'll self-sacrifice to show you that this is not okay. But it's not, a, but it's not a, you know, rise up in anger. It's not retaliation. It's not, it's not meet, meet their level of intensity or any of that stuff. The it eye is for the just, eye. Yeah. No, it's just, I, you're, you're not getting, you're not seeing the full picture of your action. Hmm. Allow me to offer that to you. Let me <laughs> allow me to open your eyes. That's a different kind of retaliation, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't it make you think of uh, you know uh, what's the cliche of col- uh, heaping coals of coals of shame? Yeah, but it's it's in the tr- it's in the context of kindness. Whatever the cliche, kill them with your kindness. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, at worst, that can still be passive aggressive. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still gonna I'm gonna be so kind and tick you off. Like, uh-huh. that's not really love no but there is something about i love trying to teach my kids you know what if someone's really mean to you and then you serve them yeah like to me that's jesus like right uh now if you do it just tick them off that's a little self-serving but <laughs> which i i do that's for sure. called passive aggressive it's called passive aggressiveness yes <laughs> which still has the word aggressive in it yeah right. it's, still, it's still aggressive just not the same kind about of aggressive. passive yeah or aggressive or aggressive yeah <laughs> yeah it's really interesting it's i think it's cool for us for us as a church to dive into that to understand that um because it doesn't mean bow down let the world take over it mm. means Present the world with what they're doing, you know. Present people around us with what they're doing. It's hold yourself accountable for what you're doing, mm. you know. Allow yourself to be presented with the pain you cause. Or, uh, man, it's just yeah, that's mm. really cool. It's it's that's challenging. I just think about there's so many ways that this that 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 can apply to our lives. So I think we could keep going and keep going on on that. But there was one other thing that that um, I think may have been potentially difficult to understand as he was talking about that the end, the very end of it, that uh, that we are to be perfect as oh. uh, as our Father in heaven is in, is is perfect. And I also thought, okay, well this is this is towards the end of the message. And my stomach was growling, and I was really hungry, and so I was distracted. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, there's probably other people here that are like, "Okay, I'm really hungry right now." Oh, wait, I don't, I don't get that. So yeah, perfect. How can uh, we be perfect? Right. So he, so he kind of broke that down a little bit, but help us, help us unpack that a little bit more. Um, yeah. What does that, what does that mean? He talked about uh, what, what was it? He said that that um, it's not about the the. Uh, what was it? The perfection, the the, uh, the living a perfect life, but being biblical. So what what's the difference there? Yeah, and I think I'm trying to remember now. I think Jordan used the word mature or complete. I can't remember if he said complete. Forgive me, Jordan, if you didn't say that. Um, but I I think this is a problematic verse for a lot of us. Um, what I have learned 
is that first of all, our idea of perfection, like without blemish, is a little more of a Greek idea. And so there's, there's, it's kind of easy to go, well, I don't think that's what he meant. Um, this, is, this is a Jew, Matthew, writing to primarily a Jewish audience. Uh, but more to the point, um, if you go back to the Old Testament, this is from Leviticus 11, Leviticus 19, if I remember, my memory's right. Uh, Peter references it in 1 Peter 1, 16, when he quotes the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament passages, it doesn't say be perfect. It says, be holy as I am holy, hmm. which we might take to mean, oh, perfect. God is holy. God is perfect. But really, holy means set apart. Holy means other than. Uh, and so Jesus is saying, I have called you to be different. I have called you to be who I designed you to be. So, so our idea of perfect, we think of, you know, baseball, I went five for five, you know, or not sinning the whole day. I was perfect today. And we, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I don't, I don't make it past breakfast, you know? I don't make it out of bed before I'm thinking things I shouldn't think. And, and so um, this idea of Jesus saying, be perfect as I am perfect, I think we all just, our shoulders slump, and we go, oh. But context, what did Paul, super Paul, super Christian Paul, what did he say later? I keep doing the things I'm not supposed to do, and I keep not doing the things I'm supposed to do, and... Oh, I'm the worst sinner of all sinners. I mean, this is Super Paul, you know? So how do we... We know we're never even going to be Super Paul, much less Jesus. How do we be perfect? I think what he's really saying after all these things about loving your enemies, about turning the other cheek, about uh, about fighting for the sanctity of marriage and not being like the world uh, and exploiting women or... Oh, she burned my biscuits. I'm done. All these, all these different thoughts. I think Jesus is saying, I'm calling you to be radically different. I'm calling you to be a set-apart people. In part because our mission as Christians is to put God on display. And so he's saying, I, I want you to put me on display. I want you to put on my character. I want you to put on my goodness. You've got to be different. So I, I don't think... My understanding from the translation of this is that he's calling us to bat a thousand, or he's calling us to be, you know, flawless. He's calling us to strive to be faithful, which includes messing up, but it also includes being set apart, includes acting differently, seeing the world differently, being holy. He says, I want you to be holy. That doesn't mean I want you to be perfect. It means I want you to be set apart. I want you to be different. That's my understanding of it, which I hope is helpful because I think for a lot of us, including certain personality types who just get fixated on checking all the boxes or doing it right or, or God forbid, earning our way into people's favor, God's favor, uh, this does not fit with that because you can't do it. It doesn't... It doesn't that's the other reason I, I'm, I have a lot of confidence in understanding this correctly, is this does not add up to God's message of grace. I am giving you what you don't deserve. That doesn't add up with, but you better be perfect. <laughs> no, that doesn't, that doesn't go together. So he's not asking us to bat a thousand or get it perfect. He's asking us 
to embrace the calling of being his people, which is not like everybody else. It's not thinking like everybody else. It's not acting like everybody else. It's not valuing what everybody else values. It's set apart. Mm. I love too. on a, it might seem like a less important note, but, uh, you know, Jordan used as a reference point for conversation at the beginning of his message, an old ABC television show, which I never watched by the way, revenge. Uh, but I do love that just the challenge in the moment of Jordan saying, you know, he and his wife really enjoyed that show and couldn't wait for the next episode. And I think it was on for, I looked it up for four seasons. I do remember a lot of people talking about it. I just never got into it. I remember the commercial, like, like just, just like the advertisements was, for it every once in a while about, I don't, I don't think I'd ever seen it. I was anything. a little bit of a snob then about network TV shows. I was like, <laughs> Oh, if it's on network TV, I don't want to watch it. But, um, that's probably changed since then. I don't know. Well, having said that, I was a big Lost fan, so I don't know what I'm. T- I don't know what I'm saying. That was on network <laughs> TV too. But uh, I like that Jordan just challenged. You know, this is changing the way our, we're thinking. This is. I think I, what I heard Jordan say is he was identifying he and Shelley together. I think with at some level, this is making me think about getting back at somebody mm. or or what I would do if I had my way in this in this conflict. Uh, and I. I loved his humility there because I would like to think some of the shows I have binge watched or or uh, story storylines I really get interested in and excited about. I don't take seriously at times how they change my thinking, hmm. um, and so I I appreciated that. That wasn't central to his teaching, but I appreciated that from Jordan yesterday. Hmm. We need to be asking each other. I think we our water cooler conversations or whatever they call them these days. Uh, are there still water coolers? We have water coolers here at Colonial. Do we do even we? after the pandemic? I think we have water coolers. I don't think we have any water coolers. Yeah. They're water fountains. Is that That's what it is. Oh, that's water coolers. Cool. Like the Ozark guy comes and he puts that big, the big yeah, jug of water in there and everybody, everybody that doesn't know that how to do it, they them. spill it and then it goes everywhere <laughs> and it's fun to watch. You're right. We don't have those. <laughs> Do they have those like in office places? Though? I don't. I don't know I that I've ever worked in an office place. Anyway, that had one of those. The conversations we have in those <laughs> those common rooms in at work in and the common area. Uh, I think we love to laugh and talk about the latest <laughs> show. Uh-huh. And I think as Christians, if he really is calling us to be different, it's it's fair to say, how's that? Is that just fun, or is that affecting the way we we act and see the world? Oh, I don't want to hear that. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. <laughs> I love don't stories. Hold me, on don't the hold me accountable to the shows yeah. that I'm watching. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's hit that pause button that we like to hit. Let's. Nope. I would like nope. to add this before yep. we get. Uh, I did see LeBron James uh-huh. this past week. Give him a conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. He was on a couple commercials. Okay. So it just made me realize, if, you know, mm-hmm. uh, second mm-hmm. round of the playoffs, and he's at home watching. He, <laughs> yeah, he's, he is. Just wanted to add that. Never happened to Jordan, right? Uh, not once he got his feet under Not him. once he started playing baseball. Wait. <laughs> that no. was just playing too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like I'm not like a I'm not like a big Brooke. LeBron fan. Like Brooke. I literally I, I use LeBron as you a like as an explanation. I totally do. That's totally <laughs> what it is. I use him as an explanation for people on the phone that can't understand what my last name is. James. I'm like, yeah, like LeBron James. Oh, by the way. I my, don't say like King James because then they're like, wait, what? My brother did <laughs> did comment uh, 
on our podcast. He's been catching up mm-hmm. recently, and he he said that that Brooks guy, is, that Brooks guy, that Brooks guy is really doing well. Uh, my Which sister, my sister, I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> by the way, my sister uh, also wanted to comment. Uh, she yeah, this past week she thought we did her justice, which I thought was it meant the world to that's me good. to share a little bit of her story yeah, and her growth and her heart, and she that meant a lot to me. Um, I don't take that for granted. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, Tanner, putting you on the spot before we we move on. I know you're only 29. Yeah. You're a young man, but you're a sports fan. MJ or that's, LeBron? That's Michael Jordan or LeBron James. There's only one right answer. You probably know it, but I want you to speak for yourself. Just and so. and MJ. He's not even 23 anymore. See that? He changed his number. He's yeah. Well, you know why? Well, never mind. I can't answer. I gotta I gotta tell <laughs> tell like, Tanner, you're thinking about it way too long. Yeah. This is an easy question. This is like, what is two plus two? Uh different time periods oh, gosh, and you can't I compare know. the two. Done. See, I said that that wasn't good enough. That's so lame. I, no, what he wants to hear is I don't want to hear LeBron James didn't change the sport. Michael Jordan <laughs> did, so therefore no. Michael Jordan. No, because no I said that too. You, you obviously no, didn't listen to our conversation. Who's last the week. better player? <laughs> what? Who's the better player, MJ or LeBron? And granted, you're 29, so I know what you're gonna say, but I also know what the right answer is. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain or Shaq? <laughs> <laughs> Polar opposites. I don't man. even know the answer there. I did, but that's some. That's, Polar opposites. I, I am. I'm with you. Like this, it it it's not apples to apples. Nope, it's not. They're not apples to apples. God I me. would still go Michael Jordan, as I said last time. You would go I would Michael still Jordan. go Michael Jordan because without Michael Jordan, you can't have LeBron James. Michael Jordan changed the way. It's just like I can't music. believe we're talking about if this. You can't, I'm not a huge Beatles fan. But you cannot you cannot say that the Beatles did not change music and the people that you have now don't happen if you don't have the Beatles. Yep. Yeah, I won't argue with that. You did Good. last week. The, about the Beatles? No. That's just another example. Greatest band. Okay, let's finish with <laughs> greatest this. Band. Greatest band of all time. <laughs> oh, good grief. Come on. <laughs> greatest band of all time. Uh, and it can't be... Uh, Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Okay, so Tanner says And that's kiss. it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We are Come on, ending. greatest band of all time. I don't know, man. I need more time than that. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to answer oh. that question that fast. Right. Well, who would you say? I, I'm biased. We know he's going to say you too. That's the only, that's yeah. the only band he listens to. He doesn't yeah. know any other bands. Not even true. I just told <laughs> Tanner secretly the concert tickets I just bought, which it's not you too. I love other bands. Secretly? Secretly, yeah. Well, because I haven't told my and wife then you, and kids And then yet. you put it on the podcast. Yeah. I need to tell them by, them by 5 p.m. Yeah, today yeah, when yeah. our podcast gets posted. I know, you're not, you're not going to tell me? Like, nope. What was the, what was the concert? I, I'm so excited because I haven't been to a concert since pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. My, my firstborn is going to be in Stillwater, Oklahoma this fall as a freshman at Oklahoma State. Right. And I actually planned ahead, and I'm taking my family to Oklahoma City on a Sunday night in October to see Need to Breathe and Switchfoot. Nice. And I could not be more excited. Oh, my goodness. That's those cool. are those are two of my favorite bands, for sure. Yeah. But neither one of them is the greatest band ever. U2 is the greatest band ever. Uh, and I, I, you don't have to agree with that. I don't. MJ, <laughs> I cannot handle someone telling me that it's Larry Bird or Magic Johnson or Oscar Robertson. Or, that wasn't the question. MJ's the greatest. That wasn't the question. You took you took somebody from twenty years ago and compared him to somebody now. And I'm like, that doesn't work, huh? It doesn't work. You can't. (laughs) Everybody tries to use that argument. It's like, no. Well, you there there you can't. All jokes aside, you can't. There's no 
proof of whatever. It's all opinion. Yeah. I have a very strong opinion that MJ is the greatest <laughs> ever. Yeah, but see, but see that that holds my he mind. He makes set. everybody better. <clears throat> oh, does he? <laughs> I think uh I think my mindset on that is like to me like again like the Beatles. I don't know that I don't think I could, I would say that the Beatles are the greatest band ever. I think that they changed music. But at least that argument can be made. I think you too, you too changed worship music. I don't think they totally. changed music, no, but they, they definitely they changed, changed worship. Music music. They changed like, worship. Everybody in the worship area got their <laughs> textures and sound right. from the edge. That's right. your point. That's a different question. Okay, who changed basketball the most or who changed music that's not the question who's the greatest of all time the goat but the, i think you have to who's the I greatest think the, i think the greatest of all time who's the greatest of all time who's the greatest quarterback if your time. argument is that the greatest of all time did not change the sport or change the category that they're in they how they how are they the greatest who's of the greatest all time? quarterback of all time just for fun tony romo <laughs> see i'm so proud just that's, kidding oh you didn't mean it I love Tony Romo. I used to have a Tony Romo for president <laughs> oh, t-shirt sure you with did. a big head I'm on it. I'm positive then, you did. I, somehow it vanished. I think my wife threw it away. I don't... I don't. Dak um, Prescott. Dak Prescott. No, seriously. Greatest quarterback of all time. Well, you want Tom me Brady. to say Tom Brady, right? No, I, I, don't, I don't even like Tom Brady. I, don't I have come to grips with the fact that he's the greatest of all time. I don't even like the Patriots or Tom Brady, but the number of Super Bowls he's been in... I don't in like the whole and, greatest of all time because it's like... There could be somebody else at some point that well, yeah, but is the great, greatest of our current time. Today. Right. <laughs> Which is LeBron. I don't know. I don't know. So how how is Tom... Greatest no, of our current this, time is LeBron. I want to ask now, then, uh, how how did Tom Brady yeah. change the sport? But we don't have time for that. So we're pausing this conversation. Yeah, thank if God. you'd like to weigh in on this, you are welcome to do it. This is not a sports they, podcast. They turned us off we will, eight minutes ago. We'll start a sports podcast later on some other time. <laughs> And it will not be a colonial podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Tanner, Michael nope. Jordan was a basketball player Thank you. in the 80s and 90s. There it, is. there it is. He can't let it just go. We're going to have to talk about You seen about The Last later. Dance? Yeah, I love it. Oh, so good. Awesome. Lauren. You mean to stop talking? So that you can continue talking. Tell us what to expect for next week. Next week, uh, <laughs> we're going to dive into Matthew chapter 6. I would like to challenge everybody Read the Sermon on the Mount. We haven't said that in the last couple weeks anyway. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's going to get richer and richer the more we just immerse ourselves in it. It's going to all click together better and better. I encourage you, read it every day. Read it as you're approaching this Sunday. It's going to make more sense. Uh, The next three weeks, we're going to finish the Sermon on the Mount. I don't want to tell you a little bit of creative teaching that will be done this weekend, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Mm. Looking forward to it. You like to keep that guarded. A little teaser. Teaser, right? Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for um, sticking with us through our random arguments that pop up at random times as we make faces at each other. And uh, yeah, so E6 Podcast, thanks for listening. Part of Colonial Church. You all know that because you've been here for 24 episodes. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. If you have any questions, uh, podcast at colonialchurch.com. You can fill it out on the app as well. Um, We'd love to hear from you guys. We want to know what your questions are and how we can involve that in our conversation as well. And we will see you next time. been listening to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. For more information about Colonial, please visit colonialchurch.com or download our app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. 
You can send us your thoughts, your feedback, and questions to our email, podcast at colonialchurch.com. And please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll pick up the conversation again next week.